chance to feel like heroes too Forever we'll win and if we should lose We know someday we'll go all the way Yeah, someday we'll go all the way Welcome back to Holy Cow Cubs Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Holland. On this episode, our guest is Ryan Tomier from Cubs Insider. He's been on a few times, and he's always a great guest. So, yeah, the season is going to happen, at least as of right now. Still got a week to go, but seems like this season is going to happen. So, we talk about, you know, the Cubs, what they're going to do, playing in empty stadiums, just everything about this weird year. Um, we talk about Ryan lost his dad, and it was, you know, very hard, and maybe baseball can help that. That's, you wrote a great article about it. Um... I haven't said this on the podcast, but I will. Brian briefly refers to it, but I uh, lost my grandparents to COVID-19. It was pretty hard. I mean, it just, well, it sucks. But what he said, I kind of feel I can relate to, too, because maybe getting back to some kind of normalcy will be help. At least that's all you can hope for, but uh, you should read um, Ryan's piece on Cubs Insider, and yeah, we had a pretty good talk, so here is Ryan. Ryan, welcome back to Holy Cow Cubs Podcast. Glad to have you back on the podcast. Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me. It's it's. Am I the direct follow-up to Jeff Passan, or has there been someone in between us? No, no, I got... We had Ryan Davis in between, so... Oh, well, he's a tough act to follow, too. I, I hope to be at least as good a Ryan as he was. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, so I guess I'll just go with the big news. Uh, it appears, I mean, at least for the moment, you know, everything can change in a drop of a hat now, but it appears baseball will be back a week from today, 60-game uh, season. And, yeah, I'll just ask you... What do you think of this bizarre year we're going to attempt to have? You know, I, and I wrote about this for Cubs Insider just the other day. Like, I'm very excited. Like just about everybody else, I have been, you know, it, it's been it's been a challenging few months. Um, staying inside, not really having social outlets, doing all the things we're supposed to be doing. Like, it's very important, but it, it's also incredibly draining um, emotionally, mental health wise, um, just to get some semblance of normalcy back into my life, even if it's just being able to turn on a Cubs game on a Thursday Thursday evening and have that to look forward to. I, I think it's going to make a huge difference for my mental health. I think it's going to make a huge difference for a lot of people's mental health. Um, I'm incredibly excited. I can't wait. I And as long as it's done safely, of course, um, there's been a lot of disturbing stuff around players not necessarily taking protocols seriously, Joe West not taking protocols seriously. So I'm hopeful that they're going to be able to work out those kinks and have a safe season. Assuming they do, I'm I'm really excited. Well, yeah, and just 
before we go any further, Joe West should have been gone like 10 years ago for a lot of reasons. This is just the worst thing he's done, but he should have been gone for a lot of reasons. Yeah, no, I mean, Joe West certainly wasn't going to win any umpire popularity contest to begin with, but, you know, his the views he's expressed on COVID, the amount of seriousness that he seems to put into this, like, it makes a difference. And if I was a part of the players' union, if I was one of the reps, or if I was one of the decision makers, I would be really uncomfortable with the kind of situation that he's putting players into. Because and in game time, they can't, they can't really give him that feedback. You know, you don't want to give an umpire that feedback that like, you're making me uncomfortable with what you're saying and doing. Um, so they don't really have that option, but he's, he's putting them at risk just by the way that he behaves and the way that he doesn't really take everything that's going on very seriously. Yeah. So I, I will add on to what you're saying. You know, there is like, you kind of feel, I'm excited too. These like scrimmages have been on and they've been, you know, there's baseball on, so you're watching it. Now, of course, you do feel like you were saying there's the stories about people getting infected and, you know, what are the protocols and do people feel safe? And then you do get that little bit of guilt. But when baseball comes on, then you're just, wow, it's baseball. But it is like a tug of war inside. You're thinking, should I feel, you know, should I feel guilty about this? But I love baseball. And it's just, it's very hard. Yeah, it's very hard, but and at the same time, I'll say, do you? Well, do you get marquee shot? I don't want to assume you do, but I know so many people don't. I do not. Ah, I'm sorry but about I, that. <laughs> I, I don't want to say if they're listening. There might have been some people on Twitter spreading a stream of marquee around but, to get but, get the feed. So, but we we don't know anything about that. We'd never use no, a stream no. like that, would we, Sean? We would not. <laughs> um, but. Like hearing Len and JD and just getting the the normalcy of a Cubs broadcast, although I'll say that first one was a little wonky. The score bug wasn't working the way it should at first, but just having it was, it was so refreshing. Like it just felt like some bit of life is back. Um, and you do feel a little guilty. Um, you do. I mean, you may feel, I, I feel a lot guilty about it sometimes, but it's also just such a, it's such a relief. Yes. And sometimes that guilt can be eased a little bit if you're uh, not on a certain website that uh, has some tweets on it. But if you're, that sometimes ups your guilt when you read that website. But yeah, no, it's still, seeing baseball on there is still great. But I mean, no, you don't want anyone to get sick or whatever but you also you know you love baseball i guess that might be selfish to say but it's true well and the thing is i i wouldn't i would not be excited for it if i wasn't of the belief that it can be done safely like we're still learning so much about covid but what we've learned is that you know outdoor activities are relatively safe there's obviously risk with everything but you know, they're relatively safe. And if people are following the protocols that are in place, this should be a relatively safe activity and it should be safe for everyone from players to coaches to attendants. Um, so as long as they're followed, I think, I, I don't think we need to feel guilty. It's just, will they be followed? Yes. So I guess I can ask you just, what are you feeling about the Cubs in general? If these games are going to be played, you feel good about this year or bad about this year? 
I feel good about this year. I feel good about this year because the biggest thing that I was worried about in a 162-game season is that the depth is not there for the Cubs. In that many games with a 26, I was about to say 25, but 26-man roster, I was really worried how they were going to get through those games. And that's what we've seen in the last two years, right? Their, their lack of depth has really started to bite them by the end of the season. They can't they really can't come through any injuries. They can't last the whole season. Now we've got a sprint. Mm-hmm. And for a team like the Cubs, where so much of their talent is weighted heavily on the top end as opposed to spread throughout the roster, I think that's going to be a huge benefit for them. But at the same time, like it's a 60-game season, and really anything can happen. Like If the season was 60 games last year, I want to say the Mariners are a playoff team. So... It's it's hard to say exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, it's it just it's so it's almost more like an NFL season where the number of games are so small that yeah you can get some weird stuff. You can get like what did the Mariners start last year that you were talking about thirteen and three something yeah, like some, that and something crazy like that in a hundred sixty two game season that works its way out and you're still dead last. But in the sixty game that might be enough to get you at least on the verge of a wild card. So, yeah, it's going to be... But I, I agree with what you're saying about the Cubs have the star power, so in a shorter season, that might rise to the top a little bit more. But you never know. Yeah, you never know. And I, I want to say the Cubs threw 60 games last year were something like... Okay, I'm going to expose myself as doing really bad math here, but I think they had 34 wins and whatever whatever 60 minus 34 is, they had that many losses. Um, like 26? Yeah, that's <laughs> that sounds right. But, um, you know, they overcame that 2-7 and seven start or whatever it was. But if they start off 2-7 and seven this year, like, I'm all yeah, going to, I might as well write off the season. Like, it, it's going to be really hard to recover from that. A strong start's going to be super important. Well, yeah, I don't think it's seven, the 2-7 and seven start. I don't know if I want to look at the comments on any articles or any stuff then. That'll be that would be some rough comments starting two and seven in a sixty game season. Yeah, well and and frankly, I, I realize that the people at Marquee are not something we've been talking about a lot in on Cubs Twitter and in general, but I I worry about the the folks that have been hired Marquee, by Marquee. They haven't had anything to do yet really i assume that the network is not doing nearly as well financially as they had hoped it would and i fear that if if the cubs get off to a rough start the the ratings are just not going to be there and yeah uh, i I, i'm just hoping everybody out there that's at marquee has job security because i know that's that's been hard for everybody right now yes it has no no yeah we we hope those um guys have some some contracts that are at least have some payouts in them if they're going right. to get going to get removed. So, um, yeah, a little bit of news today. Cubs named the opening day starter, Kyle Hendricks, which right call, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I no, know, I, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know what else there's to say about Hendricks, but he's really good. Yeah. I, I mean, when and I was just talking about this with somebody else earlier today, when you look at some of the games that Kyle Hendricks has had for the Cubs. And when we look back on his career when he's gone, if you had told me that he wasn't at some point an opening day starter, I wouldn't have believed you. 
Um, so it's it's just something that's overdue for him. You know, a, a pennant clincher, so many huge games, so many huge seasons. Like, it was something that was going to happen, and it's very deserved that it's happening this year. I, I think he deserves it. I'm really excited for him. I, I don't know how excited he is. It's hard to tell. Well, if he was excited, we'd never know. Exactly. So, and, um, yeah, just some other, you know, uh, you know, Anthony Rizzo's got the back issue. But, I mean, if you're worried about that, it's been how many years in a row has he had back issues? That's just, you know, par for the, for the course there. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I feel like Rizzo is someone that people talk about as if he is this – injury-prone guy, and I guess in the strictest sense of the word, he is, because he tends to have this back issue every year, but he's played about 150 games plus every single season. He didn't last year. It was like 145 because he broke his ankle, which he then played on. So, I, you know, this idea that he's injury-prone and breaking down, like, I totally reject that. Because, yes, he has some back issues, but he's playing the vast majority of games every year and continuing to be productive every single year. Exactly. You know, it's. I think somebody, I saw someone saying, like, well, he can kiss any contract extension goodbye with his back. And I'm like, he gets his back injury every single year. And he still plays the whole year. I don't get the... Yeah, I'm 100% with you, and I feel like I see comments like that every every time this happens. And it's just so strange to me, because the productivity has not gone down at all. And he has skills that are largely going to age well. Um, he makes contact. He's you know He's got the kinds of skills you want in a player that's going into their 30-plus seasons. The only thing that is really not going to age well is his speed. And, like, how much slower can he get at this point? <laughs> like, I'm not sure how much more... I'm not sure how much more losing another step is really going to affect his game because, you know, it, it's already pretty embarrassing. <laughs> yes, and certain other of our colleagues will say, as long as he keeps posting pictures of a certain dog, everything will be okay. I, I, if you're if you're talking about Corey, I think he would resent you not referring to that certain dog by name. Kevin deserves to to get That's his right. name on the pod. <laughs> I should I should guess Kevin Rizzo should be photograph more according to much of Cubs Twitter, I would say. Pretty good percentage. Well, and that's the thing. I, I'm, I might be able to handle seeing Anthony Rizzo in another jersey. It would be hard, but I would get over it. But the idea of seeing Kevin Rizzo in another jersey in another uniform, I, I don't think my heart could take that. No, that'd be heartbreaking. And now we put it out there so the people, the public at large, will have to hear it and they'll have to think about this worst-case scenario, too. Yeah, no, I apologize for putting that out into the world. If you want to edit that out of the pod, I certainly invite you to. <laughs> no, the public's got to hear it. We've got to be prepared. All right, so if well, it does happen, we'll be emotionally, you know, stabilized for it. You know, it's amazing that I haven't been canceled yet, but I feel like this could be the moment. Like, talking about Kevin like that is should be off limits. Yes, and I, yes. I, I apologize for what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll go to a more upbeat then possible loss of Kevin, but... Um, yeah, please. So, who do you think is going to have... Because it uh, kind of turned into a little mini-season preview. Um, who, who do you think is the go-to guy at the plate this year? Who's going to be the Cubs' offensive MVP? 
it's hard for me not to say Chris Bryant anytime that's a question. Like, because I think he's the default answer as long as he's healthy and we don't have any indication that he's not. Um, I would love to see a huge year out of Chris Bryant. We saw a much bigger year out of Chris Bryant last year than people seem to remember. Um, he's been derailed by injuries a little bit, but if not for that, like I think we need to remember he's third in war to to Trout to Mike Trout and Mookie Betts since he's come into the league. Like he is still an elite player. And obviously Javi's gonna do Javi things. I am someone that I think has always been a little worried about how Javi's gonna age. So I'm always a little worried, like maybe this is the year that some kind of decline starts, but I don't have any worries like that about Chris Bryant. Like, I think he's going to have as big a year as you can in 60 games, as long as he stays healthy. So he's definitely my guy. Who, who's yours? Well, like Bryant, you know, is always an easy pick, but I'm going to go a bit outside the box. And, you know, just maybe the way he's been playing, he did in spring and the summer camp, but I feel really good about Wilson Contreras. Because mm-hmm. he's been on fire lately, and... He'll get a DH more because there'll be a DH. So that'll be, he'll be in the, you know, in the lineup almost every day. And yeah, I just feel good. But I mean, you could make a case for like um, Kyle Schwarber too. So there's a lot of guys that are looking very good. But of course, who knows how that's going to you know, translate. Yeah. And I feel like, I assume a lot of National League teams are going to be really rotating the DH. And I know a lot of American League teams have increasingly been doing that. But for NL teams especially that don't have that guy in the roster that they had been planning to be the DH, I think it's going to be such an interesting development to see how the Cubs use that. I expect to see a ton of Wilson there. I expect to see a ton of Schwarber. But it's also going to be nice to... You know, give Rizzo a break, give KB a break. Like, it's going to be really nice to be able to have that spot and to give guys whose bats you don't want to lose a a rest because, frankly, they're going to need it in this sprint. Yeah. It is funny, you know, that for years everyone was – there's the vicious DH debate. Of course, a lot of people like seeing um, pitchers hit, but there are always people like the Cubs, man. They could get a DH. They would have such a good lineup. And for years, you know, there's that big debate. And now it's kind of been settled for us, but they really are going to have a great lineup with a DH available. Yeah, I mean, I think I think if you look at the division, it's, it's sort of hard to argue that the Reds don't benefit the most from the DH since they had that sort of confusing surplus of, like, heavy-hitting outfielders that couldn't play defense. Like, they're going to be able to get Nick Castellanos into the lineup every day, and I'm not excited to see that. But for the Cubs, like, I've never been someone who was on the pro pitcher side of the DH debate. Like I like the national league despite the designated, despite not having a designated hitter. So I'm like incredibly excited to see, to see it here. I don't know if you're a purist and this is something that ruffles your feathers, Sean. Well, uh, I like, I like seeing pitchers hit home runs, but I'm not married to the pitchers hitting either. So I could go both ways on it. Yeah, I mean, the pitchers hitting home runs, like, it's a nice oddity. Like, I love seeing John Lester with the walk-off bunt uh, in 2016 against the Mariners. Like, the Arietta home run in the NLDS is amazing. But is it worth it? Like, did those moments make up for seeing the pitcher just flail at the bat? I never, I like, I'm, if you tell me I don't ever have to watch Jose Quintana 
pick up a bat again, I'm that is not something I'm going to complain about. Yeah, I was going. I was about to say no offense to Jose Quintana, but yeah, no one wants to see him hit. But we we might not see him pitch again either. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Although I heard he was throwing today, so. Oh, that's good news. I actually hadn't heard that. I'm glad to hear it. But we'll see how he uh, feels after it and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, and with a nerve injury, like, and with a sensory nerve injury like his, it's just really hard to predict. You don't know how you're going to feel doing those things until you start doing them. So <laughs> it's it was really hard to predict how he was going to respond, and he could either, you know, get back at this pretty quickly or i think he could easily be out for the season if he responds poorly so it'll be interesting to see how he progresses well i guess yeah we're getting now that the season might actually happen we'll get more of a you know your medical advice medical advice columns about yeah players and injuries well I, I i hope not and there's you know there's only so many things that it's it's more the shoulder to the hand that i feel comfortable with so i, I hope there aren't too many but yeah, with, with Quintana's especially, like that's it's just hard to predict with nerve in, with nerve injuries. Um, what a weird injury, though, man. Like, I'm not sure how you cut your hand doing the dishes, especially your your dominant hand. Uh, <laughs> I, I I would have liked to see a video of that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no. Do you always do wonder, like, is that the real injury, or was there something else that happened that you had to come up with a cover story? But that's such a weird story that. It feels like it's real. Yeah, it, you know, it, it makes me think of the what the Carrie Wood in the hot tub, the Sammy Sosa <laughs> sneezing. Like, it's just another one of those strange injuries that I, I think I believe, but I'm not sure I'd bet money on it. Yeah. So, um, I guess I'll ask you a couple more. Sounds like you're worried about the Reds as a threat in the division. Uh, anybody else? I mean... It, it, to be honest, it, it's hard not to worry about everybody with a competent roster. Like the Pir- yeah, the Pirates in a 60-game season. Like, who knows? They they could do something. I'm I'm not gonna pretend I'm worried about them, but I don't. I think they've got a better chance than they would in 162. But every other team in the division has a competent roster. Like, do I think the Cubs roster is better than the Brewers? Like unambiguously yes but i don't think it's so much better than in a 60 game sample that the cream is like necessarily going to rise to the top um in such a small amount of games so i'm worried about every team in the division except the pirates and i wouldn't rule the pirates out either but crazy things can happen in such a small sample but i would say uh, yeah the reds probably scare me more than anyone else i think they're going to be legitimately quite good um and if you made me pick who I think is going to win the division. I'm not so sure I wouldn't pick the Reds. Yeah. And you know, if you look at, um, Picada and stuff like that, they're just like, yeah, we're putting all four non-pirates teams just like in a clump. We have no idea. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I feel bad. Like basically not answering your question. Like I'm going to give you a non-answer because that's what all the projections are doing. Like it's a really tight division. And in a, in a 60 game season, you really just don't know what's going to happen. They're all good enough. And if they all stay healthy, yeah, I bet they're all within a game of each other. And that could have the Cubs in the playoffs as a division winner, or a wild card, or it could have them sitting out again. Yeah. So I guess I'll ask you one more. What do you feel about this? How jarring is it going to be for all these teams to play in empty stadiums? It's going to take a little getting used to. 
it's going to take a lot of getting used to. Um, I think it's going to, and I don't know if you've been watching any of the other sports that have been happening around the world in empty stadiums, like the soccer games, or I know some, some people on Twitter have been really into Taiwanese baseball, which, which now does have fans again, but just hearing the players talk and hearing them, you know, let out an expletive or mm-hmm. even hearing a, I'm sort of picturing like home runs hitting the foul pole, which I don't think we've, We've seen yeah, it in the past, but that's going to be a weird noise, right? Like, we're going to hear that donk <laughs> in a way that we haven't before. Um, and I don't know if they're going to stick with the artificial crowd noise that they've been doing. I don't think it's been super well received so far. Um, but, yeah, it's weird. And it's weird that there's no fans. And it's weird that I'm not going to go to Wrigley Field this year. And I know mm-hmm. you always make it out the course. Like, it's it's strange not to have that on my schedule this year. Yes, yeah, no, we, we had already got the tickets. Tickets were ah. already gotten, and yeah, nope. I, have they given you your refund yet, or are they holding off? Like, uh, not like yet. Hmm. Kind of. I think I've heard for um, that because the tickets were like September. Yeah. So, but I heard people that got them in like April and May have already gotten their money back. So, so I'm I'm thinking that they will, but not yet. Well, and I will say, like, there is never a good time for a global pandemic. I think that goes without saying. But, I mean, broadcast television is to the point where the experience of watching the game on TV is so good. And as many problems as Marquee has, I think the experience of watching it on Marquee is going to be so good that at least... I won't miss, I won't feel like I'm totally missing out watching it on TV instead of being at the ballpark because the broadcast is so good. We've got Lennon and JD. Like, I am excited to, to strap it on with them, even if I don't get to go. But there is something to be said for actually going to the game still because yeah. it's, still, it's still different. But, but yeah, like you were saying, at least we'll have some version of them. Yeah, so, at, least, at least we've got something. And frankly, like... I, as I was saying earlier, like I, I think a lot of people just need that. We want something normal back. I think that's as much of the reason that people want things like restaurants and bars and all that back as much as anything is they just want something that they recognize from the world before everything changed. Um, so I'm excited to get this because it's something that feels safe and like it's not creating a huge public health nuisance. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm just excited for it to be back. Yeah, because it's just it's just weird to be like in the middle of July and there's nothing, no Cubs. Cause right. it's just forever. There's always Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just part of summer. Like Friday afternoons, one twenty, it's time to turn on the Cubs game and to not have that. It, it's weird. And especially since, you know, I, I feel like on Twitter, we're constantly getting reminded of whatever the Cubs did on this day last year mm-hmm. or whatever the Cubs did on this day five years ago. And now it's like, Oh, they used to play baseball in, in June. They used to play baseball in July. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's just, it'll be good to have it back. Yeah, no doubt. I'm, I'm very excited. It sounds like you are, too. Yeah, so I'll um, ask you one more thing. You wrote this really good article, and I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but about, you know, that you were talking about returning to baseball and stuff. You've been through a hard time, so I just thought, I'd ask you, you know, if you felt comfortable talking about your article a little bit. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it has to do sort of with a lot of what, what I've been talking about on this pod. Um, yeah, I lost my dad about two months ago. Um, not, not from COVID. It, it, I feel like it's everybody will assume that he died of COVID if I don't say that. But he didn't die of COVID. But he died, you know, in, in this strange time we're living in. And for me, like, as someone who's gone through a loss, and I know a lot of people have gone through losses lately. I know, I know you've gone through a loss. I don't want to put you on the spot either. Um, but for me, like, I'm just craving something that, <laughs> that that reminds me of the time before everything changed because my dad's death really you know it's it's all tied into this for me um and that's sort of what i wrote about that like his death is just part of what's made these last few months so bizarre and uncomfortable um it's all wrapped together for me so to get one element of the world from before and frankly just a world that he would recognize like to get one part of it back just feels like a relief um yeah so yeah it's it's hard to talk at length about it but but that's as someone who's gone through a loss like that's that's what baseball sort of means to me right now like let's just get something back that feels good and familiar yeah that's exactly it's nice to get a little return to something normal Something like, you know, from the time before, yeah. It, it's it's nice. It would be nice to get that back. So Yeah, something that feels ordinary. Like, <laughs> and, I, I, you know, I can't speak for everybody that's gone through a loss, um, but I, I think I speak for a lot of them. We're, they don't all want baseball back. A lot of people don't care about baseball, but I think they all want some feeling of yeah, being some normal. Kind of, Just, yeah, <laughs> some kind of restoring of the way things were before. Yeah, but it's hard to move on. Like, what are we moving on to until, you know, we're, we're something back to a world that we want to be in? Exactly. Well, maybe baseball coming back will help a little bit with that. And uh, as always, you can find your work on Cubs Insider, same as me. Yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, your Twitter? Yeah, it's at uh, Ryan Tomur. Uh, not a name everybody knows how to spell. Uh, T-H-O-M-U-R-E. Yep, so yeah. And hopefully we'll have some baseball back. And uh, it's always good to have, a, have you on the podcast, Ryan. And thanks for coming on. Yeah, it's always good to be, Sean. It's always a nice time talking to you. I appreciate it. I am STH85 on Twitter. You can email the podcast at holycowpod at gmail.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on the Apple podcast app. And if you want to rate and review, that'd be great too. And we have um, some more episodes if this uh, season gets underway like it's supposed to. And yeah, just, it's going to be interesting. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if the season, if it starts, will even finish, but we're in for a wild ride. So yeah, let's, Buckle up and get some Cubs baseball.